Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be here today? Wonderful. It's a word. All right, let us pray. Father, thanks so much for today. Please help us to receive your word. Help us not to be angry with your message, Lord, for us. Help us, Lord, to be humble. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Next year is the year of your promotion. Okay? So you need to turn with me to James chapter 4 to see how this promotion is going to come about. James chapter 4. James chapter number 4. My subject and my subject for some time is humble yourself. Humble yourself. All right. Now humble yourself is a good topic from the Bible. And it's something that is good for us. God wants to bless us greatly. And he says in James chapter 4, number 6, it says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Do you like our new screen? All right, they are still fixing it. They are still fixing it. They haven't finished. They're going to they're going to finish. They said they need 3 days to straighten up the whole thing and fantastic. I told you we are going higher. Now God resists the proud. So when you are proud, God will be resisting you. Apart from the demons which are resisting you, God will come and join to resist you. Hey! How many want God to join your enemies? So you'll be rebuking your enemies. Every enemy opposition, God will be looking at you. Look at at something. Look at a fly. Resisting me when I am opposing you. You are joking. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Grace is a wonderful word because it means help. God helps. So that's why when somebody asks, oh, Charlie, how did you do it? So, by the grace of God. We were trying to say, oh, God helped me. It was God. It was God. So when we say, by the grace of God, it means the help 
undeserved help from God. Hallelujah. How many want God to help you when you don't deserve it? How many have done bad things before? How many felt bad when you were praying? How many felt God wouldn't answer your prayer? That is why we need grace. Because if God was going to look at our mistakes and use that one to answer our prayers, no prayers in this room would be answered, including Bishop Saki. So grace, dear Charlie, look, if you are in the church, you need grace. Grace means that God doesn't add up your righteousness and your sins and subtract to see which one is higher before he helps you. But he helps you even though you don't deserve to be helped. That's the meaning of grace. I don't deserve it, but God is helping me. Lift your hand and say, I don't deserve it, but God is helping me. Wow. Some of you, you don't deserve to marry. Because you have broken hearts. Uh, you've broken, 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 broken. So the way it is, you don't deserve to have happiness in the heart. If you are to reap the seeds of broken hearts, and you are to reap hundredfold of sadness, how can you ever happily marry. It cannot be, at least in your case. That is where the grace of God comes in that you don't deserve it, but God rather makes you happy. Wow. Some of you have aborted babies. A number of them. A number of them. Hey! Abortions, blood, Blood! Do you remember how you were bleeding? Huh? You've forgotten? Now you are sitting here like some holy sister. It's like you have joined the Aquaba ladies or you have joined the choir. Me. As if you don't understand the preaching. Look at your face. And now you are sitting there. God should bless you. God should give you more children after you have killed three. Since you came to the world, you have killed three pastors. Somebody's wife you have killed. Hey! Everybody say the grace, oh, the grace. It is only grace that we need. God will help you by his grace. And the, the Bible says that God gives grace to some particular people. And those particular people that he gives grace to are called humble people. Wow. And that is why I am telling you that we need to be humble. So this humility thing, we must overcome it. I don't know how we are going to do it, but I know God is going to help us. Amen. Now verse 10, James chapter 4 verse 10. It says, it says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Did I not tell you that you are going to be lifted up in 2013? Yeah. This is the formula for being lifted up in 2010. That's the formula right there. 
humble yourself by the side of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Wow! Humble yourself by the side of the Lord he shall lift you up. Wow! Humble yourself by the side of the Lord he shall lift you up. James chapter 4 verse 10. Oh, humble yourself by the side of the Lord, he shall lift you up. Oh, humble yourself by the side of the Lord, he shall lift you up. Oh, he shall lift you up. 2013, he shall lift you up. side of the Lord and he will lift you up. He will lift you up. So we are going to see what it means to be humble. And I, I shared with you last week that to be humble means to be a child or a servant. Because pride is invisible. You cannot see when you are becoming proud. Did you know that? It's, the, it's our invisible enemy. It's my enemy. And it's your enemy. When you are proud, you don't know you are proud. It's so dangerous. It's like high blood pressure. Hypertension is like that. When you have hypertension, hypertension, Hyper means high. Tension is tense. Your blood vessels are tense in you. It's like when there is a water pump pumping and the tension is so much in the pipes in the house that one of the pipes bursts or it comes, it disconnects and the water comes out. That is what happens when the tension is a lot in your blood can burst in the brain. When it bursts in the brain, all the side, if it bursts on the right side, all that side, blood will not go to where it was going. It will go to some other place. So all that side of the brain will die. Because when, when the blood doesn't go there, that place dies. Where there's no blood, there's no salvation. There's death. And when this right side dies, your left arm cannot move and your right, your left leg and left arm can also, you see that that's when you have stroke. Do you understand? 
or if it happens on the left side you see that that there was tension inside your brain or in the whole body and then suddenly one day on the left side then all this side will die then it will no more be able to say to the arm move so they become like that and if it affects your face so then your face to come down like that do you know that you can have hypertension you never know you'll be jumping he shall let you up meanwhile the pipes are they want to bet hey! very dangerous that's how pride is we can have it, we will be jumping in the church. No idea that you are the proudest church member or the proudest pastor. What a shock. It's a very dangerous thing. So, God has given me a special checking machine because blood pressure, the only way is to check the machine. When you say, huh? One day one of our pastors was traveling. He was traveling to a very far country. So he came to my office to see me and, and, and I said, oh, let, let us check your blood pressure. He said, oh, he had been to the hospital, everything was okay. And I said, well, I want to check it again. So when I checked it, he was on the way to the airport. I said, you are not going anywhere. No. I said, your brain can burst in the plane. And I grounded him. I said, you are not flying. I grounded him in Accra and treated him until his blood pressure was normal before I allowed him to leave. Yeah. Because you, 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 you don't know that you are in danger. You become proud and big and puffed up. Puffed up. But you don't know. You are just moving happily. They suddenly, bam! That's how pride is. And, and pride, you can't even tell what causes it. Because the largest cause of high blood pressure is what we call idiopathic. 90%, we don't know the cause. And that's how pride is. 90%, we don't know why you are feeling so big. What, what do you have? What do you have? We can't tell the reason why you are so proud. Hey! 90% is idiopathic. Everybody say idiopathic. When you go home, tell them I learned one word. Hmm? I told you last time, when somebody uses a word you don't know, then you say that the person is proud. But it's not true. Just learn a new word. So, humble yourself, because pride is too terrible. Hey, mercy. First Peter chapter 5. Verse 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder and be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud. Do you want God to resist your advancing this year? No. He resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. 
He helps people that are humble. And this year, God is going to help. And I'm not even saying that. Don't even, let's even not say prayer. Forget about even praying. Just humble yourself so that you get grace. Wow. And, and then the last scripture for today is verse 6. It says, Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Hallelujah. So James chapter 4 and 1 Peter chapter 5 are the classic scriptures on humbling ourselves. And when you turn with me to Matthew chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18, and you read from the very beginning, Jesus said, they said, who is the greatest in the kingdom? And Jesus called a little child and said, I say unto you, except you become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So humility is explained in this scripture. Jesus said it, that it is explained by simple being a child. Amen. Being a child. Everybody say being a child. Being a child is very important. Amen. And in Mark chapter 9, verse 35, the Bible says, And he sat down. I want you to read because it's a, it's a church. In a church, we read the Bible. And he sat down and he called the twelve and saith unto them, If any man desire to be the first, the same shall be the last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me. Amen. Alright? Now, whosoever wants to be first, the same should be the servant. Okay? So let him be like the younger or the child and then also the servant. Amen. Ashes, are you part of the message at the back? Ashes. Ashes. Are you part of the message at the back? Ashes. Ashes, I can see you when you are standing, when you are talking. So please, be part of us or you sit down, okay? If you are not needed to stand, please sit down. All right? If you need to stand, you can stand. But I, I, I don't know if you all need to stand. So, the way up, and this year we are all flying high, is a formula. It's just a simple formula. That is the check I was telling, the invisible check. Be humble, and the way to be humble is to be a child or to be a servant. So you can either think of it as being a child or being a servant. So in this service, I want us to look at how to be a servant. Okay, so if you be a servant, just think of being a servant in every circumstance you find yourself.
tell yourself, I want to be like a servant. And as you think of yourself in the form of a servant, you will find yourself walking in humility. Because I told you that humility is invisible. It's an invisible uh, uh, thing that you have. And pride is an invisible disease. You can't easily see that you are proud. In fact, unfortunately, human beings call sometimes very proud people. They call them humble. And sometimes very humble people are called proud. It depends on our perception. All right? But if we have the chance, we are going to look at the three manifestations of pride, which is the proud look and the proud tongue and the proud heart. All these are in the Bible. Amen. But now, we are looking at going to be a servant. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to be a servant this year. I mean, next year. Next year. That is in two, two days' time, isn't it? Next year. So if you want to be proud, please, you have 48 hours to be proud. From 2013, we have all given up on being proud. Amen. Is it fantastic? All right. Now, if you decide to walk in humility, wow, you are going to be so wonderful and so great. Amen. Now, number one, how to be humble like a servant. Okay? Number one, a servant, all right, if you are, if you are humble like a servant, you are happy with meager and basic conditions. You are happy with basic conditions. Amen. When you are humble like a servant, you are happy with basic conditions. But when you become, you lose that humility of a servant, you are no more happy with basic conditions. You always want something more fantastic. And if you want to become great, okay, many of us will become much greater than we are if we will only accept basic conditions in our lives. Amen. Because in every house, you have the so-called servants' quarters. And the so-called servants' quarters or boys' quarters are often more basic than the so-called master's house. Is it not true? So perhaps you would have gone higher in your life if you had accepted some basic conditions. That is why when, when we go for crusades, okay, when we go for crusades, the Holy Spirit showed me some time ago that we don't have to expect to stay in a hotel or any good place. Amen. Because if we don't accept basic conditions as servants of the Lord, there are many parts of the kingdom of God we cannot go. Because you cannot enter the great things that God has for you coming as a Lord. You have to come down and be a basic servant who accepts and flows with basic things. 
So when you, are, when you have humility, you accept basic things. Yeah. You're not always looking for something fantastic. So I need to have an air conditioner. I need to have, what are the places we know? A lot of those people don't have air conditioners. I need to have this. I need, to, I need this. I need it. Sometimes you're going to have a very good job. But because you are not humble, you see, pride comes, then you, are, you fall. God resists pride. You see that God opposes you. Sometimes a very good job, but when they mention the condition, sometimes it's a test, you see, to see whether you are the type who will come with so many conditions. And because of the things they say, you say, I cannot take this job. For me, I don't earn less than so, so, and so thousand. A lot of people would, would have been far greater in the kingdom of heaven and maybe in heaven in future if they were to have accepted basic conditions. And that is why a lot of people don't want to work in full-time ministry. Because if you are coming to work for the Lord, there's nothing fancy that we have to offer. Basic conditions. Basic conditions. Basic conditions. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Some of you would have been married by now if you had accepted basic conditions. But you came as a madam. And then you were wanting to see whether he had cars, car keys, or whether he had any house, or whether he has built a house, and what does he have. Uh, but he was a basic brother with nothing. Just a vision for God, and he wanted to serve God. But you wanted, you, you are no more a servant. You are, you are a lady. I don't know where you got that price. Because you have slept with certain businessmen before, and you have moved with certain ministers of moons and highways before, you are used to setting higher conditions. Hey! You are used to foreign exchange. Foreign exchange, dollars and pounds. And strong currencies. So when the brother came with basic conditions, you analyze him and say, where do you stay? You don't stay at East Legon. You don't stay at airport. You don't stay at Airport Hills. You don't stay at Trasaco. You say where? Kokomlemle? No, 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 no. It's too basic for me. And by now, you would have become, you would have been Mrs. Mrs. See me there. But now you are just Miss. Struggler in the church, waiting for the gentleman of your choice who is coming with higher conditions. It's true. You would have been, you would have been higher, but you are you are too big for certain conditions. Yeah. And with us, Pastor, most of us have become too big for basic things. Yeah. When he said this, so. I need a car like this. I have to stay in a place that, hey, do you have this? What do you have? What do you have? What is, what is in the room? Which area is it? Servants don't ask for which area. Which servant in a crowd will be asking that, ah, me, I, I can't stay outside East Legono. <laughs> have you heard 
heard it. Have you, have you heard it before? Have you heard of something like that before? A servant who come and say, "I want to work as a servant," but where do you stay? You say, "Well, Nima, ah! you are disqualified." Then he's not a servant. It is big, big people who say, "I cannot stay at Nima." I have to stay at East Legon. Wow. And so you see, many of us are still down. You are still down in life. Forget about your prayers. You pray 21 days with pride, God will still resist you with the 21 days fasting. During the fasting times, eh, sometimes you can see people and you say that, eh, God will not answer. Eh, you will not, God will not answer. Yeah, you, God is against you. I mean, if the angels, you could see the angels say, you are wasting your time. Better start eating. Start eating tomorrow because you are wasting your time. God will never ask. God is against you. God is against you. You are too big for God to bless. Too big. You are too big now. You are too big. God can't bless you. People think you can force God um, uh, shall we pray? Look, do you think God is a monkey in a tree that was shouting, Come down from the tree, come down? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. So, a servant is somebody who accepts basic conditions. Basic. Number two. A servant, when you are humble like a servant, write it this way, when you are humble like a servant, okay, you accept basic conditions. Number two, when you are humble like a servant, you are prepared to be trained. To be trained. To be trained in what to do. How can you come and work for somebody when you are not prepared to learn anything? How to use it? Where you were, there was no WC. Now you have come as a servant and they are teaching you how to use WC. Do you know WC? Do you know WC? Flashing toilet. Most people, many people don't know how to use toilet. If you have been to secondary school, boarding school, you will know that some people, <laughs> they, climb, they climb it. Instead of turning around this way and sitting down, they face it and they climb it and they hold it like this. They hold it like this. That is the explanation for certain things that you have seen there before. That is what happens in the room. <laughs> yeah. It's not what they say, it's what I've seen it before. Many of us do not know how to wash our hands. When a servant comes, you have to teach him how to wash his hands. Most people don't know how to wash their hands. At least the people that have worked for me, these are some of the things I teach them. How to wash your hands. 
so that your hands are clean. If you are going to be a servant, you will be taught so many things you don't know. But when you come as a big person, oh, I know this already. Oh, I know this already. Oh, I know this already. Chale, you are too big for the job. Oh. Chale, you are too big for the job. You are too big to be blessed in this way. And you see, the bigness is affecting you. And I wonder where you got that big shortism from. So when you come to the church and you realize that you are not being prepared to be trained, sometimes God is bringing you training right practically for your prosperity. And you can't, it, you know, do you know the people that I have employed? The West, the West, the West have been sometimes educated people who are trained in a particular area. When they come, they think they know. So they don't want to learn. Because they're oh, I did building technology in University of Science and Technology. I did architecture. Most of the architects have so much to learn. Most of the architects we have trained in Ghana have to now have exposure to be able to come up with more designs apart from that design, the one that has goes like this, three. Have you seen that house? That one, two, three. That's the only design that you see mostly in Ghana. <laughs> but there are more designs of houses than that one, two, three. Three circles in the veranda. <laughs> How many have seen those three? Uh -huh, that design. You see, there are more designs than that three circles. <laughs> yeah. So many architects have come that I have tried to teach them. I'll explain to them, look, I've been in auditoriums in Jerusalem, in Malaysia, in Singapore, in America, in Seattle, in New York, all over the world. I tried to explain certain things. One time I was trying to do a project on a mountain. The architect said, oh, it too cannot be done. It's too expensive. They cannot be trained. And after many years, I met one of those untrainable architects. And he told me that he has met a client who told him that, you tech architects, I don't use you for anything more than being draftsmen. You are just draftsmen. Yeah, because you don't know much. Yeah. I was surprised that somebody had told them that. It was, it was in my head all along, but I didn't say it. But somebody said it for me. if only you were humble and trainable trainable wow how great you will be there are people who are servants of me they are my servants they are far more prosperous than even graduates from the university because they are trainable yes I have servants who have used to sell dog chains on the roadside and they have been trainable to do in, even international work. Yeah. But you see, you, because you went to poly, do you understand? Do you know poly? Polytechnic. Uh, this poly that you went, it, it's affecting your mind. You cannot be trained. Oh! 
especially caterers, caterers. A lot of caterers cannot cook at all. He said, I went to catering school at Poly. Why don't you humble yourself and learn really how to cook? When you cook, we can't eat it. We can't eat it. All the guests will be saying, oh, the food is nice, but it's not nice. I'm telling you. We are all Ghanaians here. We are all here. If only you will accept to be trained. You, you miss, you become humble. Then you start going higher and higher and higher. Look, when organizations like KLM and British Airways and so on, when they employ you, they just say, forget about your degree. Come and learn how to do things in KLM. And they retrain you from the beginning. But when you come so big, so big, so puffed up, so puffed up from where you are coming, why? You say you know how to make contemporary, but when you, eat, when you cook the contemporary, we cannot eat it. We can't eat it practically. <laughs> Check your jollof properly and see. Check it very well. It's an interval. Only your husband is quiet in the house. You have silenced him for years. Anemic jollof with uh, suffering from low blood, uh, blood cells. Because of Polly that you went. Oh. That is why we, 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 when somebody comes with his certificate that I went to Bible school here, so I'm coming to the church. They are, they are too big for us to choose. Oh, thank you. God bless you. Got a certificate from here. I have certificate in theology, certificate in divinity, certificate in. Um, uh, eschatology, certificate in hermeneutics. We say, we beg you, all these things, we don't know them. Do you know how to be a shepherd? Do you know visitation? Do you know prayer? Do you know counseling? Hey! <laughs> so to be a servant is to be trainable. Trainable. Some of you businessmen, you should have learned so many things by being here. Look at the church we started in a classroom. It's amazing that uh, it, is, it is, I mean, millionaires who even come, people who don't even believe because they look at Lighthouse and they say that, you know, come and give a lecture. Come and give a lecture on what you are doing. You are sitting here, you can't see. I was talking to one of the uh, people who was doing the campaign for one of the political parties whose name begins with an N. <laughs> the name of the party begins with N. Wow! I'm sure your mind is going through the N's. <laughs> And you yourself have realized that all of them are starting with M. And he said to me, he has been everywhere with his candidate. Everywhere he's with a candidate. He said, everywhere we went, we saw a lighthouse. He said, every village, every town we were there, we saw a lighthouse. He said, they took note of it here, 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 everywhere. Yeah. 
they saw lighthouse, lighthouse, light, lighthouse, everywhere they saw it. Wow. By you, you, you are here, oh. You are here. Outsiders are noticing things. By you, you cannot learn anything. Hey, Jacket, you have come with your big manism. Because of catering school that you went, poly that you went, building construction, small one that you have. Oh. Number three. When you are humble like a servant, you are prepared to do menial jobs. Menial jobs. Wow. Menial, like jobs. You see, some of you, don't say somebody is proud when he uses an English word that you don't know. Just ask the person who is sitting by, please, what is the meaning of menial? Or even how do you spell it? Menial. M-E-N-I-A-L. Menial. And nutrice, low jobs. Do you think that if the minister of trees and leaves comes to join the church and I tell him to sweep the church, do you think he will do it? How many think that the minister of trees and leaves will, start, will be sweeping the church? No. Why, why will he not do it? It's too big for that, isn't it? Yeah. Because he's no more like a servant. You see? But the point that I'm making is that when we are humble like a servant, like a servant, you will be prepared to do menial jobs. Yeah. There is no job too big. Do you know that? When you do certain menial jobs, it gives you qualification for certain things. That's even how people notice you. You start from there. That is where you start. You see that this person is prepared to do anything. Look, pray that you ever meet somebody who is prepared to do everything. These are the real people. When we were in Kolegono some years ago, we found out that when we have graduates from the university and we ask them to sweep, they are more happier to sweep and clean the church than the ordinary people in the area. Because the ordinary people in the area felt that we were demoting them. But not knowing that it was the way to see that you are a diligent person. The way up is down. Humble yourself. Forget. I don't, I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray. But I'm saying that you've been praying every year. 21 days. 21 days. Try. Try humility. Try to, try to come down like a servant and see what, whether it will not get you even a beloved. You have made yourself a specialist of lipstick. So, so lipstick and doing of hair. It is blind men who will marry you with those lipstick and hair. Blind men who will marry you with that lipstick and hair. I'm telling you, those with eyes to see, they will look and see whether you do menial jobs. Because marriage is caught about lipstick and hair. You see them in the house, they cover their hair like Captain Haddock. They have covered it with a tail like that. Hey! When you see them, you say, hi, who is that? 
see Teddy size. Oh no. Oh no. You cannot cook. You cannot clean. You cannot work. You cannot do it. Only hair. Only nails. Only going to put your fingernails and your toenails into whatever. Machine. They put it in a machine. Hey. Look at you. You say you are a woman. And there is now when you go to the kitchen, you are like a carpenter who has come there. You can't do anything. You can't do anything at all. What is the use of you? What, what, what is your usefulness? Eh? Oh. Oh, Ghana girls. Oh, Ghana girls. You cannot make anything. You cannot cook. When you make stew, tomato puree stew, tomato puree stew, that we are eating something from the oh. Brothers, keep your eyes open. I said, brothers, keep your eyes. Put on your glasses and look carefully. Say, hey, what type of girl is this? And when you marry, you will see the hair is not for you. It's for outsiders. It's for coming to church. You see, they are wearing it in church. All of them are looking sweet. See them in the house. See them in the house. Ask them to take a picture in the house so that you see practically what is there. Cannot do anything. Cannot even make a sandwich. Sandwich, you don't even know how to make it. You cannot sew a button, a button. You can't do anything. You cannot wash. That's why some of you, you see, that's why the person who married you is the way he is. Because his, his eyes are also not working. That's why he, he, he got you. But those with eyes to see, they'll say, oh, this girl is just a show. It's just a show. Just outward show. Joe in prayer. Wow. Amen. Try being a servant. Try serving. 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 At work. Be the hard worker. You think bosses cannot... You know, one of the things... People think bosses are fools. I mean, one of the things... I, when I look at people, I, I always feel like people think I'm a fool. <laughs> but you see, what they don't know is that, eh, you know, a leader doesn't go by what he sees. Oh. A real leader, he goes by symptoms. Symptoms and signs. You see, in medicine, we cannot see the liver. We cannot see your kidney. We cannot see the lip. We cannot see inside. So we have to look at some things outside. Do you know that there's a test? Sometimes we, we pull somebody's hand like this. When the hand moves like this, you see, it's called something called hepatic plaque. This is a sign of something in the liver. But you never know. But it's a person who is educated in science. You see, when, when I see this, I know that. Uh -huh. And some of you sisters and brothers, when we see certain signs, at work, you can see your boss will come for one minute. He sees certain signs. Oh, this guy, he thinks I'm a fool. Yeah, there are people, they, they'll get up and say, Oh, good evening, good morning. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, welcome. Foolish girl, you are not working. You were, 
watching things on the internet, doing all sorts of things. Then you pretend that you are working. But you are not working. You are not really a good servant. You don't really do your work. And your boss can calculate how long it takes you to lay 100 blocks. How long it takes you. you, you why do you think leaders are fools? Oh, many times they are very wise. That's why they became leaders. And many leaders have done the jobs you are doing before. So when you say by the end of the day you haven't finished, they know that you are not working. And you always think you are working. And that's, you see that you are not rising. Try humility. Try humility. Try to be down and to work. Since we became pastors, Bishop Saki, myself, and we have been working. We are just trying to serve and to serve the people. So many things that we do, marriage school, model marriage, counseling, we have written books and done so many things to, to be a blessing. Things that we did. When I was getting married, I was not counseled for even five minutes. Not even one minute can enter into marriage free like a rabbit that is in the forest moving. I didn't know anything. We have tried all our, with all our life to serve you what we didn't have. Yeah. To be a blessing to you. We are, we are always trying to serve you things. Try it. Try it. And you'll see. Do you think I became, I became a, a, what I'm, I'm doing, what I'm doing by standing, standing here? I started serving the church in a classroom and serving the word of God on Tuesdays and Sundays for years to, the, to children, to children. To children, just trying to share the word, share the word with young people and with children. Wow, what a blessing! Try being a servant, try caring for people who, who try caring for people and serving with all your heart and see if you will not start going higher and higher and higher. And it's mysterious, it's mysterious. One day, a man invited me to Kuala Lumpur to preach. When they picked me from the airport, I asked him, why did you invite me? He was surprised. He, he, said, he told his senior pastor, when, he, when I picked him, he asked me, why did you invite me? Because I don't know why they invited me. Many places I've been to, them, I don't know why they invite me. I don't know why they even appreciate me. Because many of the things that I've shared without reward, eh, I've shared the same things with people and they are so blessed. They want me to come again and speak for just 40 minutes. To share what I've been sharing with people that, as if they don't even appreciate it. Yeah, I've seen it. Try serving and see if you not go higher. Try doing what is good. That's why last week I was, I was encouraging the government. I don't know how they want to take it. I said, as you have come, just serve us. All the things you say you will do, just do them for us. That's all. That's all. You, have, you have won. You are now there. Just give it back to us. Give us uh, 200 uh, SHSs. Give us a uh, uh, 10 teacher training colleges. Give us a university in the Eastern region. Give us a strong currency. Give us single digit inflation. Give us 8% GDP growth rate. Give us one time payment for NHIS. Give us free basic education from now. And give us free HS, SHS from 2006. That's all. Just serve it to us. We are not saying do it tomorrow, but do it. We will be counting all the 200 schools and we will be counting all the things. If we can even put at the signboard at the back there where we are counting. Manifesto, scoreboard. As we are doing, and I say, wow. Hey. That's all. God wants us to be servants. Let us serve 
and try serving. Try serving your husband instead of correcting him. Eh? You're always late. Eh? Why are you? No, no, no. Eh? Look, this is, you're a bushman. This is, stop that and try serving him something. Try serving him food. Try doing something. And take off that thing off your head and just look how you look in church. Hey. Tell your neighbor, try serving. Try serving. This year, at work, try serving and see if you don't go higher. Try serving. God is going to bless you mightily. And I see you going. Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Stand to your feet. Give the Lord a shout and a clap offering. Hallelujah! By the way, those who take my words and be twisting them. Father, all those who take my word and twist it, twist their life also, I pray. In Jesus' name. Don't twist it. If you want to say, say as it is. Don't take it out of context. I see a twisting. You see that you are on the road, then you see that it has twisted. Jesus' name. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to try being, I'm going to try serving my wife. Hey! Big bosses, are you going to try serving your wife for a change? Bishop Saki, you must try serving her. She's tired of your serving. Wow! Bishop Saki is a very humble husband. He has been serving his wife. He has been serving his wife. Wow, he's kneeling down. Wow. Do you know in Zambia, when I, went to, when I went to Zambia, I saw something. I wish my wife was with me. I really wish that my wife had been with me when I was in Zambia. I was sitting on a chair, and then a lady came to serve me. And then before I realized, she was kneeling down. I said, wow. So I thought there was something wrong with the chair, so that's why she was kneeling down. Then the next one came and also knelt down. I said, Lord, this is exciting. I wish my wife would see how to kneel down and serve me like this. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Tell your neighbor, try serving, try serving, try serving this year. God is going to bless you. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and let's just pray. Let's pray for the grace to be humble. Father, we thank you for grace to be humble today. To serve you, to follow you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your power, Lord. Forgive us for being too big, Lord. We want to be humble, Lord. We want to be servants, Lord. We want to, we want to come down and serve you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. How about to serve one another and to serve you, Lord? Thank you for your blessing, your help. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Put your hand on your heart. Let's pray. Father, I pray for a servant spirit and attitude. Give it to us, Lord. Bless us, Lord. Help us to be humble. 
that we may serve you with great humility and serve one another and help us to be humble. We thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And as every head is bowed, every head is bowed, every eye closed for a moment as we close the service, I want to ask if you are here today, you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I would like to give my life to God today. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but you don't know Jesus as your Savior. Pastor, pray with me. Help me to know God. I want Jesus to come into my life. If you are here like that, wherever you are standing, Pastor, pray with me. I, I, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to give my life to God, to Jesus. If you are here like that, lift your hand. Just stand where you are, but lift up your hand right up high. God bless you. Above your head. Thank you. Thank you. I see so many hands. Later, you want your sins to be washed away. You want the blood of Jesus to wash your sins away. Pastor, pray for me. Pray with me. God bless you. Lift it up. Lift it up. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Come to me from where you are standing. Just come. Come from where you are standing. Come to me here. Come from the back. Come from the side. Come all the way. Humble yourself. Humble yourself by the side of the Lord. He shall lift you up. Clap for them and encourage them. Humble yourself today and come to Jesus. forgive me for my sins have mercy on me today I give my life to you Lord Jesus cleanse me forgive me have mercy on me from today I believe in Jesus and I will serve Jesus and I will follow Jesus thank you Lord for saving me today in Jesus name amen and amen God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.